Rivers Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know him, to grow in him, to go with him. We are in our sermon series, Hebrews. Jesus, the perfect priest, the superior sacrifice. And there's one thing we can never forget. The whole entire Bible, every last verse leads to Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, allow us to listen to your word this morning in such a way that we are convicted to want to make changes in our lives according to your prescribed methods as we are guided by your Holy Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. FBI surveillance. We've all seen it in movies, correct? See equipment like this in a unmarked van, they're conducting surveillance. A lot of times you see this in crime movies or shows where there's illegal activity going on and maybe the FBI just so happened to break into where the criminals hang out and they plant bugs and cameras so they can listen in or watch what it is that they are doing unbeknownst to the criminal. The criminal has no idea that the FBI is currently recording every last conversation, not only with video, but with audio, and therefore, what are they doing? They are incriminating themselves. Technology today, church, is rather amazing now, isn't it? I would make the argument that all technology is nothing more than man's attempt to mimic that in which God has done, is doing, and will do. Just think about it. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't think it's a limb. Every one of us here has a cell phone. In fact, most of us here, not all of us, speaking of the man signing that third-year deal that we just talked about. He might have a flip phone, but most of us have smartphones, don't we? You can get on the Internet and look things up, download apps. But see, that smartphone needs a battery to operate, doesn't it? But that smartphone also allows you, though, even if the battery is charged, to communicate with others from anywhere any time. Wait, hold on. Maybe not because you still need a cell tower, don't you? You need reception. So you might have a smartphone, but you need a battery. You might have a smartphone, but then you need a reception, whether it's Wi-Fi or cellular data. See, to me, what I'm really describing to you is prayer. Because prayer, you don't need batteries. You don't need reception, but you still want to communicate anytime, anywhere, and you can. That's all we're doing with technology. 
But think about this technology that you're seeing. This technology is used to find out the inner workings of people who are trying to hide what it is that they are doing. Men like this don't sit in vans like that with equipment like that if the individuals that they're spying on are up to good. No, they do it because the men that they are spying on are up to no good. And what do we do? We commit our sinful acts in the dark, behind the seeing eyes of other individuals, brothers and sisters. How often in your life do you ponder the fact that God has the ability to see all and hear all? I don't know about you, but this type of exposure for me is both comforting and sobering. Comforting as in that God stands ready to provide for our needs because he sees all and hears all. But it's also sobering because he sees all evil and good alike. There's no hiding. And this leads us to the title of our sermon this morning, which is Comforted by Exposure. Comforted by Exposure. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. When I'm exposed or when I feel exposed, I don't feel comforted. Actually, I feel a little bit of anxiety. But according to the gospel, we should be comforted by being exposed. Today, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews, as mentioned earlier, chapter 4. We're just looking at two verses this morning. We're going to be looking at verses 12 and 13, and we can't forget what we went over last week as we look at these two verses, because we were encouraged to claim God's rest, which can be accomplished through faith, obedience, and surrender. Today we're going to realize just how God has exposed us before Him. We are exposed before Him. God. However, instead of feeling anxious by this truth, we're going to recognize that this truth will actually produce great comfort for us in Him. Hebrews, let's get into our text. Chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. For the Word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Amen. As we look at these verses this morning, we're going to put them into this one simple sentence, and it's this. Sin cannot hide from God who exposes all. Sin cannot hide from God who exposes all. A study has revealed that the average American is on surveillance footage. The average American is being watched by a security camera up to 230 times per week. 230 times per week, as you just go about your daily business and activities, you are exposed 
to security cameras, watching your every move, making sure you don't steal something from aisle six. None of us here would steal anything. But surveillance cameras, let's face it, they record the good, the bad, and the ugly. Reminds me of that Clint Eastwood movie. But it's true. Brothers and sisters, God sees it all. He sees the good. He sees the bad, and he most definitely sees the ugly. See, prior to the fall, Adam and Eve only knew the good. Before they gave in to the temptation to eat from the fruit, the only thing that they knew up until that point was good. But after the fall, Adam and Eve came to know the bad, which is why they ended up covering up their ugly. You guys know? You don't agree? Okay. All right. I thought I had a whole different crowd this morning, but if you think that's not the ugly, then whatever. We can just continue on. But let's not forget, technology attempts to mimic God. That's all we're doing with technology. If this world was our safe place, we wouldn't have cameras like this, watching people like you and me up to or even more than 230 times per week. And we recognize that God sees all from our two verses this morning, verses 12 and 13. Brothers and sisters... The question before we even get into these verses is this. How precious, how precious is life? How precious is life? See, the older that we get, the more people we know who have passed on. My wife and I, just this last year, we know four people from our graduating high school class who have passed on. Before they hit the age of 40, four people that we grew up with, went to high school with, have passed away. And the older we get, the more people we know who have. Whether they died too young, just on time, or they stayed around a little too long. Maybe that's what we're trying to tell you, Joe. But this doesn't come from anywhere but God's word. What does Isaiah say? In chapter 40, verses 6 through 8, I'm going to read this for you. A voice says, cry, and I say, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. See, not only will the word of God stand forever, but it's also, as it says in our text this morning, living and active. Church, we are transient. We're here today and then gone tomorrow. But the word of God remains forever. And while we're here, 
His word is living and it is active. The word also, though we must cover this, could refer to Jesus because most often throughout Scripture, the word does refer to Scripture. But here today, when we see this phrase, it actually is referring to God's general message, the good news of salvation, the gospel. It's God's message to us humans. It's the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible. Now, if you are a note taker, I would encourage you to write that down. The whole Bible, nothing but the Bible. Now, let me explain what we mean by that. Some of you have heard me say this time and time again. Some of you have never heard me say this, but I want to get in the habit of making this very clear. The reason why we preach through books of the Bible, verse by verse, is quite simply because I do not trust myself. If we pick topics from here and there and then go find verses to back up these topics... I am allowing my opinion to manipulate God's word. But if we preach entire books verse by verse, we are taking things in context. And when you take things in context, you have a real hard time manipulating what God's word actually says. And I will admit, it's not that I read the Bible and love what I have to hear. And you shouldn't either. Because God's word should penetrate your sinful. But the last thing I want to be accused of when I stand before the Lord someday is an individual who manipulated God's word only to please others. We preach Christ and him crucified. And the best way that I can do that, speaking from the perspective of I don't trust myself, is to go verse by verse through books of the Bible, and handle God's word in its entirety, keeping things in context. Now, that's why we say the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible, the fellowship of churches that we are part of, has historically used that mantra, but we most definitely adopt it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not God's word. We only handle the Bible in its entirety and nothing outside of the Bible. Church, the Lord speaks to us right here. He doesn't speak to us audibly outside of his word. We have everything that we need, as the Bible says, to pertain to life and godliness. And that comes right here. Now, according to verse 12, the entirety of the Bible does four things. First, it's living. And that's because it gives new birth. If we're a church that wants to talk about seeing people come to a saving faith in Jesus, we must believe that his word is living. And then when you accept a living word, you come alive. You are regenerated. You are made new in Christ. And that's what God's word does for us. His word is active. And it's active because he is definitely not passive in our lives. God's word constantly changes us. We are constant learners of the gospel. But God's word is also active as it sends us. That's why we say no, grow, go. The grow is us changing. 
according to his word. And then we go with his message into our daily lives. And as I look at you this morning, I know each and every one of us on Monday morning tomorrow will head in different directions. But our goal is to head where it is that we head with Jesus. Thirdly, God's word penetrates our soul and spirit. He carves us open. Just like a butcher would. He carves us open and exposes our hearts. And when He carves us open to expose our hearts, we can take an honest self-evaluation of who it is that we are without Jesus. And when we do so, it should remind us of why we need Him. Fourth, God exposes the motivation of our heart. Every feeling that we feel, every thought that we have is exposed by God. He goes to the root. He can tell you why you thought that thought, why you have that feeling, and why it is it parlayed into whatever emotion that it came out as being. God deals with the root cause. Brothers and sisters, because God deals with the root cause, because God has exposed our hearts, we must remember that we can hide absolutely nothing from Him. Do you want to know what I say when I think about this? Being on security footage up to, or even more, maybe I shouldn't even say up to, at a minimum of 230 times per week, has nothing, is nothing, compared to being exposed by God 24-7, 365. Nothing. Again, technology is only attempting to mimic the Lord. And it's going to fall short each and every time. See, this relationship between the Creator and His creation is what we're seeing. In order for God to have this relationship with us, He has to expose our sinfulness. God knows everything. He has carved us open and exposed our hearts not to shame us. He's done it so we can be in a relationship with Him because He's a holy, righteous God. On McGregor, there was an article today, I believe is either News Press or Wink. We've all been down McGregor, the historic district. We've all seen the neon sign lit up. I was, I was caught off a little bit today when I saw Wink posting that sign. You know, you've seen it. It says, God is love. It's a sign that's been there for years, you can tell. But that's the wrong message. See, I don't think it should say God is love. According to God's scripture, that's not where I would go. Sure, God is love. I'm not denying that. But it should say God is holy. And because he's holy, he has to expose our depravity. 
He has to expose our sinfulness in order to root the sin out, in order to be in relationship with us. And when he does this, our response should be to recognize our need for Jesus. Jesus, who is our guiding light. Jesus, who is our counselor. He is our comforter. He is our foundational support. He is our weapon of defense. He is our healing physician. He is our mine of enrichment. Wake up. You're sleeping. Think about that. He is our mind of enrichment. You know what that makes me think about? Remember what we talked about in the announcements? When we see what's going on around the world, what you need to do is actually run it through the filter of the gospel. Wake up. See, when I see what's going on, like let's just give one simple example. Afghanistan. Who's going to backfill the United States when they leave? Another nation. And why is another nation going to fill the back end of what we left behind? Because they care about the Afghans? No. Because they want their resources. And when you bow down and serve a country and a country only, this world's going to end. Our mind of enrichment is Jesus. There's no plot of land with any number or amount of natural resources that could ever compare to what Jesus can provide. He is our crown of enthronement. He's the king of kings. He's the king of the universe. He is our clothing to be enrobed. Speaking of which, what does it say? All are naked and exposed before God without Jesus. You know what we're kind of finding out about our nation? And I want to go back to what Greg shared in our Sunday school hour this morning. Nations come and go. Like us, nations are transient. And you know what we're kind of finding out about our nation? It's no different than every other nation throughout the history of the world. See, what we're finding out about our nation is the fact that the emperor has no clothing. But Jesus is our cover. He's enrobed us. Remember, he sees the good, he sees the bad, and he sees the ugly. And without Jesus, we're all ugly. Every last one of us. Because we compare who we are without Jesus to God who was holy. And we'll realize real quickly, we are in fact that ugly. Verse 13 ends by mentioning this about God. Of him to whom 
we must give account. So as Joe comes up and, and we close out this morning, we will give an account personally of all that we've said, all that we've thought, and all that we do someday. Brothers and sisters, in order to have a personal relationship with God, we must accept personal responsibility for our sin. Do not fear. Do not fear. We should actually be comforted by this exposure. He already knows the good. He already knows the bad, and he already knows the ugly. Because he's already carved us open and exposed our hearts. We have nothing to hide before him. Which is why we can take comfort in Jesus. Who God sent so we no longer have to hide. Brothers and sisters, it's really simple. Admit to sin that God has already exposed anyway and repent Admit to your sinfulness and repent. Turn away from your sin and turn back towards Him and be comforted by His solution. The solution of Jesus. Which brings us to this conclusion. Exposed sin finds comfort in Jesus. Jesus, because God wants a relationship with us. And as a holy God, He had to put an end to sin in our lives in order to be in that relationship with us. And as a church, as a body of believers who knows that truth, we have the privilege of sharing Christ with others so they can come to a saving faith. We have the privilege of sharing Christ with one another, not necessarily to evangelize each other, but to encourage one another so we can be built up in Him, so we can continue to learn and know Him better. Church, that's what it's all about. This is simple. This isn't rocket science. So when we see what's going on in the world, run it through the perspective of the gospel and know that God has a solution. God has the answer for everything that we see, everything that we hear. And his name is Jesus, the same Jesus that is mentioned that will come back one day and make war with men and put an end to the sin once and for all. Again, our main idea stated this this morning. Sin cannot hide from God who exposes all. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that we can be used by you to share your good news, to share Jesus and him crucified. I pray that we can see others come to a saving faith in your work. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com, or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.